0: going on. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kramitzos. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Today, we're doing a live coaching call. These live coaching calls are here so that you can get a deep insight into business issues, ideas, and challenges that we all face as we create strategies, solutions, and action plans that you can benefit from. It's also a great way to see just how transformative it can be to allow another qualified person into your business so that you can save time, money, and energy that you would normally take figuring it out on your own. By the way, if you are interested in private coaching and strategy with me, then let's talk. You can go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash work with Katie and set up a free 15 minute match call to see if we're a good match. If you ask me what tool has been the most impactful for my business, I would without a doubt tell you that it's been meditation. Meditating has always been a way for me to get quiet with myself and hear my inner voice who always knows what's best for me. Let's face it. We women entrepreneurs are bombarded with social media feeds, events, and so-called experts telling us what we should do to grow our businesses and have success. But at the end of the day, we each know what the right moves are for us in order to feel truly fulfilled and aligned in our companies. This is why I created the Meditation for Women podcast, so that you can have a powerful tool created with you in mind to help you hear your inner voice, find peace in moments of high anxiety, and let's be honest, we all have that in our businesses, and ultimately take the next best steps in your journey as a woman. So go check it out. Just search for Meditation for Women in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show right now. And if you love it, subscribe, rate it, and review it. I would love to share this gift of meditation with you as you continue your own beautiful journey. Melissa Hall owns QA Prep where she provides education and support to other therapists through her Meaningful Documentation Academy. She herself has been a therapist for over a decade, and through QA Prep, she's able to help other therapists with one of the biggest pains of their practices, the paperwork. In her academy, they receive valuable ways to get their administration and paperwork done quickly, effectively, and meaningfully. She's done such a great job of building her business, in fact, that she and her husband are making a big life change. They're selling all their things and moving their life onto a sailboat where they will eventually be sailing from port to port. Talk about lifestyle design, huh? During this live coaching call, Melissa is asking for practical ways that she can manage her time better so she can still build her business in three days a week, because that's the amount of time that she'll have to dedicate to her business in the first phases of this change. During this live coaching call, we discuss how to revisit your end of the year goals and how to reprioritize them. We talk about a great way to break down those big goals into tasks so that you can then place them in the appropriate timelines. We talk about how to create your ideal week schedule and how to time block so that you know when you're doing what. And lastly, we talk about how to put it all together so that you can be more productive in 24 hours per week than you might be in 60 hours per week. I'm so excited to share today's live coaching call with you with Melissa, so let's get going. Melissa Hall! I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. I'm really excited. (laughs) You're one of my favorite people.
1: Oh, thanks. I feel super honored because I'm like... I remember driving home from work, commuting for an hour and a half, listening to Biz Women Rock. So it's really (laughs) cool to be here. (laughs) Woohoo! So I'm having you on the show because we're doing a live coaching
0: session right now, my dear. And you have said, Hey, I've got something coming up in my business that I really would love some strategy on. I'd really love your brains on. And I said... Are you up for recording it? Let's do it. And you said, yes. So I've already given an introduction as to who you are, what your business is all about. So I want to dive right into how can I help you today? What is it that you want
1: some light on? Yes. So my husband and I are moving onto a boat... We'll be drastically changing our lifestyle and... I just had that whole thing go on my head. I'm on a boat. <laughs> I know, I, know. <laughs> I might have that I know.
0: As the intro music for this particular episode. <laughs> <laughs> we should.
1: <laughs> so it sounds very glamorous, but it will definitely change a lot of how I do my business. And I'm glad that I have a business that's really flexible, but I want to make sure that I am doing a good job of being productive because my time is going to be a lot more limited. So I won't just have days where I can jump onto the computer whenever I want. It's going to be really structured like these are the days to work and these are the days it has to get done. And I haven't really had that in quite some time. I would say maybe the last time was when I first started my business and I only had the weekends because I was working so much during the week. So it's a little... That part is a little scary to think about and I want to make sure that I'm being really responsible also because the pressure will be on a little bit because this will be the first time my business will be The only income sustaining us. Like we have savings and all of that. So it's not like we're going to starve if something happened next month. But, you know, that is a different kind of pressure.
0: So I just want some clarity. You and I were talking a little bit before we recorded. You're telling me about a little bit about maybe some phases, I would call them, on how you're really implementing this new lifestyle or this new next phase of your your life with your husband. So it's not that you're just like jumping on a sailboat and you're going to go sail around the world and still expect to run your business. That would be awesome. And perhaps that's in phase three. But it's... What are you doing first? What's your first phase one of basically changing your lifestyle and, and your work habits and going in that direction?
1: Yeah. So phase one is we are going to like sell everything, like do an estate sale and move on to the boat. So we're going to buy the boat first. Ideally, have a slip in a marina around here and have some flexibility to... We won't be able to live aboard in the marina, but we'll be able to stay there a couple of days. And then we have a sailing club that we can stay at a few days a week. And the sailing club is amazing. It's a beautiful setting. They have free Wi-Fi I know I can use. And it's... A place where I know I could sit and get work done and I won't have to take an Uber somewhere or something. We can literally sail up to the dock. And the plan is to do that 3 days a week so that I know those 3 days a week, I will be in a fairly quiet environment. It's a pretty chill space and I'll have an indoor setting where I can sit and work other than that, the other days we will likely be sailing because part of it is that we've been sailing for a little over a year, but we're new and we want to really build up our skills. And so the other days we need to be doing things like practicing man overboard drills and learning all these other things with the boat so that apparently the the common scenario is that the guy falls overboard and then (laughs) I would be stuck trying to rescue my husband. So like we need to be good at this stuff, right? (laughs) <laughs> of real life stuff, like I gotta jump in, I gotta jump in, right? And know so, how to rescue um, everything, yeah, yeah. So, the other time would be doing things like that and going shopping, and and but we're gonna stay local, so we live in Long Beach, California, we're gonna stay in this area, so that will all be pretty similar, you know, like we'll know where we're gonna be shopping and, and all that kind of thing. And then, eventually, I guess, like phase two would be then we would start probably traveling up the coast of California and see how that goes, and then. Phase three is probably buy a, a different boat and and go around the world. Love it. Okay, cool. So if it's
0: okay with you, I would like to focus on phase
1: one because yes, I
0: really feel like once you get acclimated into phase one and sort of making your life work that way, then it would be an easier transition. And I think you would it may not take too much more strategy, a little bit more strategy, but I think your toes would be wet enough to figure out how to then move into phase two. Right. So that feels very manageable. So to me, I guess my question now is... So you're talking about like, I've got 3 days to work, basically is what you're saying. Are these full days? Are these half days? What does this look like?
1: Yeah, they would be full days. I would ideally like it to be like 8-hour days. I feel like I have a business model that can fit into that. And I have other people that are working for me now like that I can assign other tasks and rely on during the other days so that things don't go totally crazy if for some reason I can't check an email. And I will have access. It's not like I won't have access to checking email from my phone or something like that on the other days. But I don't want to have crazy things happen like now where a lot of times I will put things off or something won't get done. Or because I haven't planned weeks in advance, then something happens and I'm like, Oh crap, now I have to do all of this. And now it's not a big deal because I have my home office. I can literally walk into the dining room where I have my desk (laughs) and sit down and do it. But that may not be
0: a reality. Got it. So you need to really bring more structure to how you're working and how you're getting the right things done for your business. That's really ultimately what it comes down to. So if you're listening, while you may or may not be thinking about moving your life to a sailboat lifestyle, you can absolutely identify. Anyone can really identify with, Hey, I want to be a lot more efficient with my time and I want to make sure that the time I'm dedicating to my business actually is productive and I'm moving forward in in a fast-paced way without believing that you need to slow that down. Right, That you don't need to slow down your progress, the success track that you're on, all of that sort of stuff. I don't believe that working less means making less or accomplishing less, right? So that's kind of the paradigm that we are really moving into is like hey you can work more efficiently, more productively, have better results and you can sail. <laughs> Lifestyle <Yeah. laughs> design
1: one on one. Here we go. <laughs> right? Yeah, and I hear all like I don't have kids and I hear all these people who talk about when they were pregnant it was like the most productive they've ever been and and how so many people say that they're better with their time after that happens because you have to be. So, I'm hoping that this happens. For me in this scenario, but I'm a little afraid that like I'm gonna be in over my head. So I wanna prepare. So it would be really
0: easy for me at this point to pass off my beliefs and my habits onto you because that I work three days a week, girl. So it is like super easy for me to translate that, but that's not what A good strategist does. I want to know how you work. So tell me a little bit now about how you work throughout the week. Do you work seven days a week? Do you work five days a week? How do you structure your time? Give me a little bit of an overview as to how you work, how you get your work done throughout the week.
1: Okay, that's a good question. So right now, I would say I work five to six days a week, but not full days. And that's because right now, my husband's working over the weekend and I started following like a Monday through Friday schedule, but then Sometimes on weekends, I'm like, he's working 12 hours, I can get a lot of stuff done. So I end up doing that. I would say I probably work about 6 hours in a day when I do work on days that I'm working. And I try to identify... I have been a lot better about like, okay, these are the things I want to get done this month. These are the things I want to get done this week. So here are the things I need to do today to work on the things for this week. I will say I tend to be overly optimistic. So a lot of times I do that. And then the stuff that needs to get done this week is actually something that needs to be a multi-week project. And... I have a client who called that. She goes, I'm a time optimist. Like I think I can get
0: 10 things done and really there's room for one. (laughs) Yes. I think we are all that way.
1: (laughs) Totally, totally. Okay, so that's part of it too. Is all, a lot of it is then like, oh, okay, now I'm adjusting what can really be done next week because I realized next week I'll have to be working on what I was working on this week. And right. So in those
0: six hours, do you feel that that's a good chunk of time for you to like? Are you fully productive during that time? Do you find that there are times during that six hours where you're maybe more focused versus oh, I kind of need a brain break, so I need to stop for an hour or two? Like, give me a
1: general idea of what your energy is like during the six hours. I would say yes and no. Ironically, I actually lead these co-working sessions for my membership. And when I do full days of that, we use the Pomodoro technique. And that does work really well. I'm not very good at using that on my own when I'm by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got it. Okay. Yes. But I do find that it, when I do that, it does help me be really productive because I feel like it makes it sustainable because I'm planning in breaks and I do take the full hour lunch break and all of that. And it does help. And it helps me, I think, focus because I realize okay, I have 25 minutes to do this. What part of this can I do in 25 minutes? Or oh, okay, this is a task I can do in 25 minutes. So let me get it done. Um, so it, it does help me not waste so much time.
0: I guess I'm really trying to get a feel for whether you have the potential to and can get in grooves where you can work for 6 to 8 hours and it feels really good. And and overall, you're pretty productive. Or if you're a person... And there's I've seen all types of people in this who like, I need 2-hour chunks and then I need to go off and not do work. And then I can come back at nighttime and have another hour chunk or whatever that is. But it sounds to me like if you can dent your time on good days, you can have the discipline to like really get Some good stuff done and feel good. You're good exhausted by the end. You're not like, oh my God, I've pushed myself four hours past what I really had.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely work better in like a big chunk of something, you like work on it all day and get it done. I'm not good at the work an hour a day on this thing. That doesn't work for me. So I'm definitely, I can definitely push through. I can do like a 10 or a 12 hour a day too, but I haven't been as good about. I think those kind of things are only sustainable when you're really good about taking vacations and breaks and days, whole days where you don't work. And that has been... Basically, I can be a workaholic. So I haven't been good about that. <laughs> Got it. And
0: you know what? Some of, th- some of the not so great things about being a workaholic, when you have the time to be able to... Like you were talking about Hubs works on Saturdays or Sundays sometimes. So like, I might as well work. The challenging part with that is that we can waste a lot of time. If we have it to give, we can waste a lot of time. That's why so many people who are like super busy are some of the most productive people you know. Because you're like, if I only have these 2 hours to get some stuff done, I have to get it done. right? So let's talk about practical strategies to do that. But first, I want to address a larger issue that I think will impact those strategies. The larger issue is what you alluded to before about the big goals that you have and how you break them down monthly, weekly, daily and just try to stay focused there. So... I'm going to give you a recommendation that I think would work to realistically get you moving in a direction that is focused. Because productivity or like the ability to get the things done during the day doesn't really matter if they're not the right things. And you don't know if they're the right things until you know where you're going and what you want those right things to move you towards. So I would imagine you're a brilliant businesswoman. I would imagine you have a very clear idea of what you want the end of this year to look like. Yes. So when are you planning to make this move onto the boat?
1: We are not 100% sure, but likely in the next month. Okay, gotcha. So we're talking somewhat
0: soon. My thought process and my challenge to you would be to first know what those goals are for the end of the year. And then if you haven't already, break them down into... Okay, what does that mean? The milestones, right? Where does this mean I need to be? At the time that we're talking, we're... Oh my gosh, we're at the beginning of August. I just had a total blank on what time of year it is. We're at the beginning of August. right? So like, what does this mean? I would have the first milestone be and work backwards on this. But I would have that first milestone eventually be, what do I want to get done before we make this move? Because it might end up being a little top-heavy in the sense that you've got your time freedom now and you've got your location freedom and you're in your space. You haven't done the move yet. (laughs) And so... Really leverage that right now. So, you might want to put a lot of things in that to do pile to hit that milestone before you then shift into, okay, I got three days a week to work on some of this stuff. Okay. So, come up with that vision, really get clear about the big goals that you want to hit by the end of the year. And I would ask yourself this question this sounds so basic, but I promise you, I promise you, it's good to draw some light on this. How can I make those goals happen working three days a week? And if three days a week is eight hours a day, that's 24 hours a week, right? And I would imagine that's a little bit different than what you're doing right now. Yes, a little (laughs) bit different. So so just ask yourself that question because you might have some fear come up, but most likely what's going to happen is just literally asking yourself that question, whether you do it verbally or you're writing it down, it will force you to get creative. The second part of this that is the unseen part of this is to then ask yourself this question. Look at those goals that you have by the end of the year and say what is my priority? I talk about the decision-making matrix a lot and I will give that to you again. Like It is such a powerful tool to say, okay, I'm gonna guess that you have more than one thing that you want to accomplish by the end of the year, right?
1: Yes. And I have actually realized even just in the last month, like, okay, I'm gonna have to adjust some of these things like bigger goals. And I usually pick about five goals a year. So I've had those and been working on them and some of them have been accomplished and, and some of them I think I might not have time for.
0: So this is the perfect opportunity for you to start this new lifestyle by really getting clear on what your priorities are. And by the way, that doesn't mean that you are less of an ambitious person because you're putting those lower on the totem pole or you're going to put those off. You can literally say, Hey, goal number four and five were awesome. And I'm going to put those on the list for Q1 2019. Let me just like maybe put those out after I get myself established in this new routine. Whatever it is. But get clear on those top priorities. And then start taking those back. This is very typical breaking down goals. Take it back. What are the milestones that I need to hit in order to make those things happen? In order to make me feel like I'm progressing forward? And keep asking yourself subconsciously, how do I make this happen in 24 hours a week? How do I make this happen in 24 hours a week? The answer is then the practical, what we're going to talk about this weekly time management and time structure, okay? But you get why I couldn't answer that question first because if you still had in your head and allowed yourself to have in your head... I've hit all these five goals and I've totally... Probably would happen because you're super ambitious and just like me. I have to exceed all of those goals. I can't just reach those goals, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. it's like, oh, maybe I'll get them all in that one that's kind of in the back of my head. I can work on that one too. Of course. (laughs) Because I have plenty of time to do that. So no, number one, take a very realistic view at those
0: end of the year goals and reprioritize. Step number two, Take those top one, two, or three. You have to go with your gut on how many of those you're going to choose. Take those top ones and start working backwards on the milestones. Then ask yourself, okay, pre getting on the boat, pre 24 hours a week, what can I do between now and the next month or now and when we actually make that move? What can I do now, now that I have a lot more time freedom than I feel like I'm going to have? What can I do now to really speed this stuff along? Like Use it. You might as well. That's, by the way, why pregnant women get so darn efficient during pregnancy because they're like, I know what's coming and I know I'm not going to have this freedom of time. I'm about to lose, right? So that's why they get super efficient because it's the same thing with the Pomodoro technique. It's the same thing with like X amount of time equals X amount of things I need to execute. Okay. So look at that time period between now and when you make the move as a great opportunity to move as many things forward as you possibly can and or take care of a lot of the things that may not be quote unquote the most... most productive, but you need to put in the time for them. right? I just need to have the time. Like This is going to take me 8 hours and I have to be the one to do it. It's not the most important thing, but I have to just get it done. And now that I have the time, I'm going to do it. If you're a visual person, I really like getting one of those big giant post-it notes and or just big whiteboard if you got it and start breaking this down and really see it like there's a column called pre-move. Boom, boom, boom. And just brain dump on all of the things that you feel like would be best to get done before the move and then break it down the next month after that, the next month after that, the next month after that. And visually, you will start seeing your to-do items get on that list. And I can't take credit for this. I learned this technique from Rachel Cook, who's really amazing. So if you take each of those goals, I'm kind of circling back around here. If you take each of those big goals that you now said, these are my priorities for the end of the year. And you just do a brain dump on all of the tasks that you need to do in order to complete those goals. If you're using a big giant sheet... Actually, this will work no matter what you're using. With each of those tasks, put them on a post-it note And just like leave them, post it note, boom, post it note, boom. And then what you do is you see them all on the post it note and go put them in the appropriate spot. Okay, I'm gonna do that one in August. I'm gonna do that one in October. I can do that one. And it's a really fast way to timeline the tasks that you need to do to hit this goal.
1: Okay. Yeah. And that, I feel like, and that's really helpful for the people on my team too. Like then I can be like, okay, this one. Yes. There are certain things that I have been doing that I'm now passing on. So it's kind of like, okay, this is good timing with all of that to do the the same thing. This is the manual version of Asana
0: or (laughs) Trello. This is just the manual version of that. And I typically... I really like seeing things out in front of me too. And then I'll eventually put them in digitally. But it's it's great. So you could have maybe a certain color identifies that's for a team member. That's for me to delegate out, right? So you just kind of want to board this stuff out. And then let's talk about how that translates into a weekly schedule. So the first thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to choose what days am I working. By doing that, sounds like a mini step. By, by doing that, you're mentally preparing yourself for that. A couple things to keep in mind here. You want to plan your work when your energy is ideal for work. I have come to discover this about myself that I don't really like working Monday mornings, which is hilarious. <laughs> like I tend to go on walks. And this is just recent, by the way. This is always evolving. But just recent in this particular season of my life, I will wake up with my kid. I'll drop her off at school because Monday's a work day for me. But I deliberately plan the majority of the day. Like I don't really start any meetings until one or two in the afternoon. I know the morning is meant for CEO time for me, but you know what I end up doing most of the time is I go on walks, I get myself clear. I'll come down and I'll come back from that and do like the most important, oftentimes administrative stuff because by that point, my brain is not in creative mode. It's in administrative. I want to check things off my list. And so I have to find the space to make sure that I have that. Versus if I wake up super early in the morning before the household wakes up, that tends to be when I can create. I have found and that's just is just by trial and error. So you might want to experiment with what days of the week am I most in work mode and what times of the days am I most in what mode of work. So if there are tasks on my list that are more creative, I need to create this blog post, I need to create this podcast, I need to create this idea and really sit down with it, move it out, right? Whatever that is, like really start time blocking certain spots on your calendar in order to save the time for that. Take those 3 days. And then the second step would be start time blocking according to what you think your energy is going to be like. And this is general. This is bland. These are not the tasks. These are not like answer email on Monday morning and do this, 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 this. It's just like, hey, I'm in administrative mode. When does that typically happen? So for you, it might be... Let's just say... Let's just shoot out there and just say it's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday just because you can make longer sailing weekends out of the other sides. So let's just say, hey, you know what? Like when I get up, I'm really... And by the time I get to my awesome sailing office, I'm going to make time for... The first thing I love doing is cleaning out my email inbox. Or the first thing I love doing is doing administrative stuff. Like all those right brain things to like check off the list, right? Okay, cool. And I do.
1: Yeah, I want to get them like... Perfect. perfect.
0: Think about them. <laughs> so block, figure out how much time you need for that. Block, let's just say an hour off of your calendar... Just for admin. Admin, catch up, prep, right? Prepping for the day administratively. And perhaps you might consider... I don't know what your general sleeping schedule is, but perhaps you might want to consider even doing that a little bit earlier in the morning. Or I don't know how early this place opens to give you a little bit of a kickstart to make you feel like, yes, I got those done. And now once 9 or 10am hits, I can move into the revenue generating stuff, the forward forward moving goal stuff. That's that next step, which is think about like, when are my creative times? When am I administrative? When are my time slots designated for my podcast? when are my time slots that are dedicated for any work that i'm dedicating to my group or any sort of that stuff so i would take just a, i always call this the sample week or your ideal week and just like visually plot it out and say these are the times that i would dedicate to this stuff the next step then is in each of those times number one doing that is going to get you really like your intention is there like okay it's okay it's 9am it's time for emails boom like you already know what you're doing that's the best part so you don't have to have the stress of thinking about i can't tell you how many people i know who are like what should i work on today perhaps you've got your list but it's like eh. what should i work on it's time to work so this is then when you really mesh those goals that you've just plotted out and all the tasks for those goals into these time blocks. Cause you're like, oh, okay, I need to, this thing is administrative, boom, I'm gonna do it then. This thing is super creative and an idea that I get to really flush out, or this is when I get to do client work, whatever it is. Like, let me start inserting those. Is that all making sense so far? Oh, yeah, definitely. Is it still feeling and... good?
1: Like, totally doable?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: I think I'm just gonna have to be really, really protective of that time. And I mean, thankfully, like my husband is really supportive and and obviously like this is how we're going to be making our money. So <laughs> you're like, dude, um, let me do my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I've always been... I'll just be like, Oh, but I'm flexible. I can do this. And I think I'm going to have to be a lot more hardcore. Like, no, this is the only time I have to get this done. So it it has to be and and treat it more like a nine to five type job where I have to show up.
0: This is just intentional. This is intentional time management. It's not like, Oh, I have to do these things from this time to this time. It's like, I love this work and I'm so in my mission and I'm going to be as efficient as possible. So I'm so glad that you're bringing this up about creating the boundaries because that is a giant and often time overlooked part of time management of really saying like, this is my time to do this. You and I were just getting... <laughs> we are just on the phone before and my husband walked in. I was like, I just let you know I'm about to go on a podcast. What are you doing here? <laughs> but it's like when I'm in zone, when I'm doing my 3 days of... Of work. I am tiniest little things. I have rules. I'm putting finger quotes around this because I'm not like super, super exact about this all the time. I have rules about when I'm on social media. I have rules about when I'm actually looking at my phone. For the most part during these days, or if I'm in a particular time block that's meant for something I really need time concentration on, my phone is nowhere near me. Or it's on silent. I can't hear it. I don't want that distraction. And it could be... And it's for simple things too. And organizing my time according to... Like dedicating the time. That's why the time blocks are so important. Dedicating my time for what I'm going to do when. So for example, I just had somebody reach out to me and, s- and we're in this conversation and we're talking about the new meditation podcast. She's like, oh my God, I want to talk to you about this. When do you have time to chat? And I'm like, it would be so easy for me to be like, oh, I've got five minutes right now, which I did. But I was like, no, 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 no. That's not this time. This time needs to be dedicated over here and over here. So it's re- it's being really choosy about how you're spending your time and really what you're saying no to or Later to or where you're putting it on your calendar. So, this will come into your decision making on as you're working with the people who get services from you. Like, if they're asking for time, you get to be the one to engineer when it goes. And you already know when it goes because you've time blocked time for that type of activity. Does that all make sense?
1: Yeah. And that's something I'm thinking like, I could do that now. All of that stuff, I could be like, okay, all of that stuff I'm fitting into three days now. Yes. And then the other days, I can be like, you said, kind of working on all of the stuff to prepare ahead of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, so this is this is exactly where I was going to end this conversation, which is your job is to do this work. And then to start implementing now before you even get on the boat. Because what it will do is it will let you practice all this stuff and experiment. Because I, I almost guarantee that the first round of what you think your ideal week and where your energies are going to look like, I promise you that's going to be different. I think it's going to change and be like, No, nah, I'm actually not really productive on Friday mornings, even though I think I'm going to be... I'm not going to want to do business development on that day. Or I'm not going to want to have CEO time on that day. I'm, I'm going to want to like be on the water right, or do something else. Or I'm going to want to do my thing in the morning. So it's going to give you time to experiment with ultimately what your ideal schedule is. And I promise you, it'll get you so productive so quickly. And you've got this whole thing called I'm packing up, moving my life that you probably have to make some time for outside of work, right? So why not be able to say, Hey, I'm going to dedicate Fridays from now on. I'm just putting that out there. I'm going to dedicate Fridays from now on to prep for move. So I'm not allowed to schedule anything, any work stuff on Fridays. Or I can only schedule it during this time when I know I'll be taking a break or you know I'll be done with that stuff at 2pm. So what kind of business work can I do at 2pm on Friday
1: that I'm going to have the energy for? It's going to be impactful. And is this all coming together? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because okay. that's the type of thing that I'll then just like not plan in. And then I'm running around trying to do it in the evening or figuring out time and it's it's not working well yeah <laughs> exactly so those are sort i
0: think the basic steps that i know will help you transition into at least phase 1 which is number 1 look at your 2018 goals again get really clear about what's the priority start creating the milestones working backwards get really clear about between now and when you actually do move what you can fit in there and then Start using this weekly ideal calendar for yourself to time block to then take those tasks, put them in those time blocks, and ultimately, start making the shift. Start practicing with it and see how it works and what you can adjust, what works, what doesn't. I have a feeling, beautiful Melissa, that you're gonna be like, Holy crap! I can't believe how much stuff I got done today. (laughs) Super productive. Most importantly, it's not about checking the things off the list. It's about you feeling happy in the work that you're doing and vibrant rather than just letting it play out 60 to 70 hours a week whenever you want it. But it's like organizing your energy and your time all for the same purpose.
1: Yeah. And I think it'll really help me be a better boss too. I think I've been okay at doing all of that, dealing everything out. But I think this will help me be really clear on letting them know this is my schedule. Because that's something I haven't been very good about. So it'll be like, okay, here's what you can expect. You can expect these things from me on this day. You can expect not to talk to me on this day. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And as it relates to your team, or even everything in general, you have the flexibility. So like on these other days that you're not working, you do have the flexibility to drop a few things in there if you need to. That Like there are days when... There are weeks when Sedona goes to school an extra day a week. So I'm like, you know what? This week, I really need and want this extra time and I can swallow that and that's great. And or there are weeks when I'm absolutely planning business stuff during her nap times. And so that gives me an extra chunk or two of some hours that I wouldn't necessarily have planned on originally. So it's your time ultimately to play around with and to adjust as needed. But it's so important to have what I call the template. Like here's the general template of how I work best and how I fit the important work into these times so that I can continue having a vibrant business that I really love, having a team that is amazing and doing that in the most efficient and effective way and having this
1: life that I really love and and being able to do it in this way, right? And it's, it's just all possible. So yeah, I love it. I think that'll help me feel more confident going in. And then that's what I really want to be like present while I'm at work. But I also want to be really present like while I'm on the boat and just enjoying that time. Yeah. Because that's why we're doing this.
0: Right. The last thing you want to do is be checking your phone for emails the whole time or be super stressed out about like, Oh my God, I need to be available for whatever. And you haven't created that structure. So these I think are real practical steps on how to create that structure that you will eventually find your cadence in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. Does that help my dealer? it does it does good
0: well thank you so much for being here and for sharing all about what you're about to do and for opening yourself up because I think that this this stuff helps all of us I think it just is a nice reminder for all of us on how we can be like really own our time so thank you so much for bringing this to the life coaching sessions
1: yeah thank you this was perfect timing so I was like oh I know I have to do this
0: (laughs) I love it Today's show is brought to you by Active Campaign, the only email marketing system you'll ever need. After nine years with the same email marketing provider that I was really, really not happy with, I was desperately searching for one that was simple, easy to manage, and affordable. Active Campaign easily stood out above the rest, and I have been ridiculously happy with them ever since I made the switch. Emailing my community and creating automation series for special resources has never been so simple. Whether you're ready to start your first email marketing setup or you are searching for a new provider, I highly recommend Active Campaign. Go check them out at bizwomenrock.com forward slash AC. That's for Active Campaign. bizwomenrock.com forward slash AC.